Psalms 104 says we enter his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with praise. We, we come into his very presence with thanksgiving. And there's another way for us to present our request to God. If we're feeling like grumbling and complaining about life, there's another way to come into his presence with thanksgiving. And Philippians 4 says, in every situation, by prayer and petitioning, with thanksgiving, we present our request to God. And he loves that, and he loves to respond to that. Um, I just want to add in quickly that um, during worship just now, there was a time during worship where I'm like, wow, this congregation is really taking off with their thanksgiving. And I could really feel a sense of, um, of joy in that. And I loved it. And I could sense that joy was, God was enjoying it as well. And um, Isaac just said to me just now, I hope you don't mind me mentioning, that during that time, he also heard a sound of angels joining in with us. And then he turned around to see where that noise was coming from. And he saw an angel next to him joining in with our praise and worship and um, and encouraging us to keep going, to keep giving thanks and to keep going in our relationship with God. Um, so I just want to tell you one more Bible story. And then after that Bible story, I'm going to give you a couple of practical things to take home if you like, and then we'll pray together. Um, being thankful, what I'm talking about today, and being grateful isn't something that I can just pray for you and then you're suddenly going to have a change of attitude and a change of heart. It's actually a daily discipline and it's a daily walk. And the Bible talks a lot about rejoicing in every circumstances, giving thanks in all occasions. And the Bible's giving us those instructions because they know that our human nature is, is negativity, is to, is to look around the world and say, oh my goodness, I can't cope with this, or it's too much, the world is too terrible. Whereas God is saying, actually, it's good for you to be, uh, to be grateful in every circumstance. So let's practice that. So I could have chosen any um, number of Bible stories to look at. I've chosen Acts 16, verse 16, which is the story of Paul and Silas when they get thrown into prison. Um, because I wanted to use this as an illustration that it is possible to give thanks to God in every circumstance, even negative ones. Okay, so I'm going to set the scene of the story. Um, Paul and Silas are in Macedonia, which is in Greece, and they ended up there because in a dream God told them to go there. So they go to Macedonia, they enter this town called Philippi, and they go to a place of prayer which is just, I, I think, I didn't really have a chance to look this up properly, but I think it's just the pagan place of prayer. I don't think it's necessarily, well, it wouldn't have been a Christian one because um, there weren't any Christians yet. And so they were going to find spiritually seeking people um, and tell them about Jesus. And as they were going, they kept being bothered by this girl who had an evil spirit inside her. Um, she was a slave and she was able to tell the future but she kept following them around saying these men are servants of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved and that was really bothering Paul um, and after a while he decided that was enough thank you very much and he cast the demon out of her and that demon left the the um, the slave owners then were really upset that their way of making money had gone so they had Paul and Silas put into prison they were stripped naked they were beaten with rods um, they were chained 
and they were thrown right into the middle of the cell, into the deep into the dungeon. And I just want to ask you, if that had happened to you, you were on your way following what you thought God was saying for you to do, and you were um, doing your best and keeping a good heart and a good attitude in it all, you suddenly had this terrible thing happen to you, what would you be thinking at that point? And what would your prayers be like at that point? Where do you naturally go? We all naturally go somewhere in our thought lives. And where would you naturally go? So I've got three different um, scenarios where you might possibly go. You might go somewhere else, I don't know. Um, The first one is self-pity. Would you go to self-pity? Would you go to, I can't believe this is happening to me. I was, and then you might say to God, you know, I did everything you asked me to do, and this is how you repay me. And where are you now? And all of that kind of stuff. And all of that is feeling sorry for yourself. Um, would Would you go there? Would you go to guilt? This is the place that I go to quite often, to be honest. Whether it's my fault or not, I will scour the scene to find where I possibly could have made a mistake because it must be my fault somewhere. So would you go to guilt, which is, I totally deserve this. I can't believe God keeps trusting me. Um, Why does he keep doing this? God, you might as well just finish it now because there's no point in carrying on. So that's probably where I would go more naturally, which is to guilt. Um, Arrogance, which is... um, something like, I am a child of God, and I am a Roman citizen, and I can't believe this is happening, and you've got to get me out right now. This is not fair, and that kind of attitude. And some people, even in their arrogance, will start commanding angels to come and rescue them, or even commanding God to send his angels to come and rescue them. And they're like, oh, come on, tone it down a little bit, guys. Um, So that's where you might end up in arrogance. But where do you think Paul and Silas ended up? in prison. Sorry? Praising God. They did. So about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and at once all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, He drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're here. The jailer called for the lights and rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the others in the house. And at that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. And immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in the God, he and his whole household. And I love a lot of things about that story, but I'm just going to pick out a few things that I wanted us to learn about praising God in every single circumstance. And... I don't know what God's response would have been if Paul and Silas had gone to guilt, arrogance, or self-pity. He might have just left them there. I don't know. He might have responded anyway because he's a a loving and kind father and he's gracious. And he'll come and rescue us anyway, even if we don't deserve it. And he's proved that time and time again throughout the Bible and also in my own life. But this story does show me that having a grateful attitude really does attract the presence of God. 
and really does, it makes his heart sing. I think when they were singing, he was singing. He really enjoyed it. Other, it says that the other prisoners were also listening. So I wonder, again, what was stirring in the hearts of the other prisoners? The Bible doesn't say that. But was faith being stirred in the other prisoners? Was hope and expectation, was something changing in them? And was that also attracting God? And God um, shook the earth, and he literally set them free. But before he set them free, physically, they'd already been set free internally. Because, and that's another thing that gratitude does for you. Gratitude will set you free. So whatever your circumstances are in, you're free to worship. You're free to give thanks. Your heart is free, even if you're not in your body. And it sets people free around you. It wasn't just Paul and Silas that was set free. The whole place was set free. And, the, um, and it, gratitude in their heart as well meant that they were then able to minister to the jailer. And the jailer and his whole household were set free. And they became Christians. They became followers of God that day. So it also allows God to work in you and to work through you. So it is possible to give thanks in every circumstance. It is possible to keep our hearts pure and open and to allow God to work through us. So just a couple of application points then before we pray. And I do want to spend a little bit of time praying because I think it would be um, good to offer some of these situations that we're going through right now to God and ask him to show us for some areas to give thanks to. But before we do that, I just wanted to leave you with a couple of things to take home. So if what I've been talking about today is true, I mean, if you're not convinced, do go back and do another Bible study. That's fine. But if um, some of the things I've been talking to you about today is true, then what do we need to change in our lives this week to really make, for this to really make a difference in our lives? So I'm going to give you two, two options. If you want to come up with a third option of your own, that's fine. Feel free. But these two options that you can choose today is that some people need permission to make gratitude a daily discipline. So like I was explaining to you about um, Christopher, who every single day wrote a diary of um, things that he was grateful for. Some people need to do that and daily encourage themselves in the goodness of God and make it a discipline. And other people who are, if that was me, I wouldn't have the time really to be sitting down and writing something every single day and it would feel like another chore another thing that I had to do and um, so for me that wouldn't work but for um, for people like me probably what we would need instead is a daily mindset change and it's just a refocus what is it that I'm looking at my life is going to move in the direction of my strongest thoughts, then I want to make sure my strongest thoughts are fixed on Jesus and what he's doing and his goodness. The Philippians 4 verse 8 says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And then finally, I just want to leave you with that picture that I shared about the stars and the and the galaxy and the Milky Way. So when you're looking for something to be thankful for, when you're looking for the evidence of God's handiwork in any situation, for some of you who are pictorially minded might want to just remember the stars, but the first thing you need to do is look up. 
you take your eyes off the situation and look up. Look at God. Ask him to change your perspective. Ask him to show you the things that you need to be thankful for or that you can be thankful for. Remove all obstacles and distractions. So you need to go on a clear night with a clear head, away from any light pollution, away from any clouds, and just get your eyes focused on God. And then let it get really, really dark. Let everything else just fade away. Okay, so I'd like to pray with you um, that God would help us with this over the next week. And also, if there's anything specific that you want to bring before God, then we're going to do that now. Just another really quick story is that um, there was something that happened to me when I was eight that um, I'm not going to go into. But um, it was, for me, quite a life-changing moment in terms of my negativity, how I felt about myself. I think I was really down on myself from that moment on and really didn't trust anybody either from that time on and it was quite a significant moment in my life and I brought that incident before God once and I said right God I need you to show me the good in that situation because I can't see anything there was literally nothing at all that I could see that was good in that situation I said God just give me one thing to be thankful for in that situation and he showed me this one person who was with me through that whole period um and it was like my lifeline through that period. And I hadn't seen that before. And I just felt God saying, that is your one thing. And from that moment on, that situation, my perception of that situation has completely changed. My perception of myself, it's kind of undid all the bad things that had happened as a result. My perception of myself completely changed. My perception of other people completely changed. Um, and I was able to really um, let go of that painful moment. So I'm just saying this thing works now, but it also works for painful things in the past. So we're going to bring those before God now. So would you like to pray? Well, Father, I thank you that we have got so much to be thankful for, God. And thank, thank you, God, that we can't always see that, Lord, but that you bring revelation and you bring clarity. You bring hope and freedom. And you come and do that now, Lord, I pray. If there's anybody that either doesn't know Jesus or has stopped following Jesus, this following Jesus is really good for you. It does, apart from the fact that you get to go to heaven and you've got a friend for life, it also, God will also help you to see good things. So if that's you and you feel like you need to make that recommitment today or that first time commitment, then just do that now before God and just say, God, I'm lifting my eyes up to you. I'm choosing to see you. I'm choosing to focus on you. I want to give my life to you. And God, would you help me with perspective? Would you give me perspective, Lord, in the situations and in my life? Let me see things how you see them, Father. I just want to give you a moment now to bring before God either a current situation or a situation in your past that you find you're finding really difficult. And like Jim was saying earlier, it's very cultural in this country to try and fix things on our own. 
But that's not what God wants us to do. God wants us to look at him and look to him for help. Look to him to help with our situation. So God, we just bring those situations before you now that we're struggling with. And Father, we just ask you to show us what to be thankful for in those situations, Lord. just thank you for thanksgiving thank you for the power of it thank you for the power of gratitude lord to change our lives and to change the lives of those around us and to help us to be conduits as well of you to the world around us lord i just pray that you bless us lord as we go and um just yeah pray that we would keep growing in gratitude bless you